Hello everyone. Hello. Talk about another episode of Sailing, Sailing Tropical Dawn. Today uh, we want to talk about what it's like to sail with a dog. Yeah, we're not going to give a date because this will be put online while we are uh, on our way to Brazil. Well, we can give the date. Okay. It's 28th of July. Okay. But this will go live. Some other time. In a week or so. Yeah. So we've been traveling and living on our small boat with uh, Coco, our little family, our child basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, our family member, the smallest of all, of all of us. Yeah, um, maybe we should describe her. Yeah, so Coco's a little um, Jack Russell Chihuahua mix. Most people think she's a Chihuahua, we actually thought she was a Chihuahua and of course yeah. got her. She's just a little bit bigger than a Chihuahua and her face is a little bit different. Um, she's a bit like she's yeah. got a bit more muscle, yeah. the muscles, muscular structure of a uh, Jack Russell. Yeah, and also a bit of a, a little bit of a Jack Russell personality. Definitely. Uh, and that she is usually uh, quite active. And stubborn. Yeah, extremely Very stubborn. stubborn. Well, that makes it for the th both of us are stubborn too. So yeah. I think it's just like yeah. <laughs> normal that she would be too. Um, and but, but she's very cuddly, yeah, like a chihuahua. Exactly. And maybe we can tell the whole story, how she came into our lives. Oh yes, so um, we live in Simonstown and one of our neighbours works quite closely with the uh, community there, Red Hill community. Um, and she, our neighbour, um, Jenny, she was making sure that the animals get proper food or supporting the community and making sure that their animals get food. Um, and then also just obviously... Uh, like kind of assessing whether certain animals need medical attention. Yeah, and, and then she will yeah, take them to the vets. Yeah, to tears, I think, usually. Yeah, um, and often actually take care of them afterwards when they're recovering. Yeah, to make sure they get their medicine on time and all yeah. of that. Um, so, um, Jenny, called us o Jenny called us over one of the days um, because she had picked up this little dog and the little dog was hiding under a bush and she needed us to help her get the doggy out from under the bush. So we went over and we helped her to get Coco. Coco was basically trying to hide away. Um, so we pulled Coco out and Jenny told us that she had seen uh, Coco running on the road beside her, besides her human, her then human. Um, but Coco had been bitten so she was covered in blood um, and her owner seemed to be oblivious to the fact that she was hurt. Um, so Jenny basically just picked her up and took her, um, tried to uh, put some bandages on her, some ointments and stuff, and then later on took her to the vet. Um, and she had like a punctured lung and yeah. quite a few bite wounds yeah, in so her body. The, the, there was just like, like almost like uh, puncture, puncture wounds. wounds. Yeah. It wasn't like, it wasn't. I mean, it was serious that it didn't, like it didn't heal directly but yeah. it wasn't I mean but she was mainly I think she was mainly mentally or doggy I mean yeah. yeah and just to give a bit of a context to our neighbor she's very fierce when it comes to protecting animals so mm -hmm. she's also just she didn't yeah anyway she just this is better this is best for the dog yeah this dog needs needs care so I'm taking the dog so we uh I think that Jenny w was already saying that she's not, she's not sure that she'll take Coco back to her home yeah. because it's quite well known that small dogs like this don't do well in, in those kinds of uh, um, settings. Yeah, because yeah, there's a lot of bigger dogs and a lot of them are, are can be 
quite aggressive. I mean, some have known, been known to attack humans, and I mean, yeah, especially for a little dog, a little, especially a little cheeky dog who loves to bark at bigger dogs. It's like, yeah, it's often very tough, and eventually, yeah, something worse will will probably happen. Actually, that's our neighbor checked with the tears, yeah. tears, which is the um, South African uh, organization that takes care of. Uh, cats and dogs and, and animals, mm -hmm. and the vet that tears also, I mean, said like, yeah, usually small dogs don't don't survive in those situations, conditions. Yeah. So um, Jenny had said to us that she's going to have to find a home for Coco. Because um, she already had three or four at that time. Yeah. Little, all small dogs, by the way. And one cat. Yeah. Yeah. So there wasn't actually really any space for a plus. Coco didn't really get along mm -hmm. even then with the other doggies there, so it wasn't really gonna work out. Plus, I guess she just didn't see her taking in another dog at that point. Yeah, and I think, um, like, I just felt because we, ha we had three cats at the time, and we probably would, we were thinking about getting a dog, but we were probably not that keen on getting a dog because we wouldn't, didn't want to upset the cats. Yeah. Um, and I. One of the cats that we had, uh, I really loved that cat quite a lot. Um, I just felt like a really strong connection with her specifically. Maybe and then, you should give her a name. Yeah, <laughs> uh, her name was Susie Q, but I used to call her Musa for some yeah. reason. It was her uh, her pet name. <laughs> um, and I felt the same kind of connection with Coco. So I said to me, like, I think we should consider like trial trialing Coco. Yeah, I, we had talked about. Getting dog. Yeah. Also, the other thing we'd already decided then that we wanted to go sailing, like long mm. term. Uh, we didn't have the budget that we have now, but we knew it was going to be a small boat. We know we knew some people who had cats on their boat, but we knew our cats were too like, old, too old yeah. and too set in their ways to adapt to living. And I mean, they barely get along on, in the house, mm. being able to. I know. Also, just they need their their personal space, and uh, we didn't even want to try to get them on a boat because we knew they would be upset. But I think that was one of the reasons we were considering a dog because we thought dog might be easier. I mean, might be easier for a dog to live on a boat. Mm. I mean, that was our personal idea. I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of people have. I think we've met many people with cats on their boats as dogs. So I don't know why I think it's easier for a dog than a cat. I don't know. I think cats probably easier. Well, probably. Well, what yeah. we've learned now, it yeah. probably is. But it still wouldn't, we still wouldn't change it, right? No, yeah. we also weren't yeah. even thinking of adopting another cat. And, I mean, I'm just saying that, like, mm -hmm. we did take into account that we were going to be traveling and that we wanted to take uh, our little doggy with. Right? Yeah. To play it into, I mean, that wasn't the I reason was why we adopted it. It was no. actually, it was like more two part. We we wanted to get a dog, but we weren't sure, like, it would have to be like quite a lengthy exercise to find the right kind of dog that would fit in with the cats at home, but also we could take along yeah, with that, us. Yeah, yeah that would, would potentially be, be able to sail with us. Yeah. So we decided to trial Coco yeah. to see how it went with the cats. I think we both... Yeah. Instantly felt the connection with with her. Yeah. With the, until up until that point, unnamed little doggy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we trialed her for a weekend. It was so great because she she really just tiptoed around all the cats, like kept yeah. her distance from them. 
didn't chase them or anything like that. Stayed away from their food. Like, just was really yeah. well behaved. The um, cats were a little bit disturbed, but not as much as we thought they would be. Yeah. And it was basically the way they, they are, like, well, especially Yoshi. Mm. It's like, she just doesn't like anything to disturb her, her kingdom. Yeah, she, Yoshi basically was very upset that there were any other animals living in the house besides her. Yeah. She was the first one, first animal that, first pet that I had. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, they got along. I mean, yeah. as, as good as, as well as could be. Because we were saying we'd do, we'll do a trial for a week. Because if it won't work with the cats, then we can't keep the dog. I mean, that wasn't, that was out of the question. Yeah. Um... I think it was probably like by day three or something that we probably went yeah. out and bought her leash and yeah. <laughs> all of the yeah, and doggy paraphernalia. We really hooked. We went to the, yeah. Yeah, we, the funny thing is, I'd never had a dog mm. in my life. Uh, you, I had dogs growing up, but a, I mean, this is the first, she's the first like dog that I've that had as an adult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we were actually not really used to having... I mean, we've been around mm. people who have dogs a week. It's like, I think it's felt a little bit like when you have your first child and you've got this little baby that you have to take care of and you're like, I don't know what to do, but also don't. <laughs> and not to compare it to, yeah. like, obviously having a dog, especially an adult dog, it's n nothing like it, but it did feel a bit like this new parents, like, mm. are we doing the right thing? Like, what are we supposed to do? I think the funniest thing was it also... The, I'm a bit ashamed of when we came back from one of the walks yeah. and we came into the house and then after like about 10 minutes it was like where's our dog oh, yeah. and he was still sitting outside, <laughs> of, outside the door because we'd forgotten to take her in and she's so quiet she was like she just didn't waiting. even bark she's just so sitting there very patiently yeah, yeah. then we knew like, like, I mean yeah that she was was the right dog for us I think hey? yeah she also was quite skinny when we got her. Yeah. Um, she's put on a lot of weight now. Yeah, um, she's she's a healthy weight now. She, yeah. She's not one of those obese dogs, but she's she's like just like us. She's got a healthy weight. <laughs> I would say. That would be calling it now. <laughs> healthy, I think so. I think technically a BMI is not obese yet, <laughs> or, or even overweight. I would hope. Maybe on the on the cusp, like yeah, ba barely, just but just just between the two. <laughs> So, uh, the, one of the funny stories that most of our friends have probably heard is that um, we wanted to know what Coco's name was, um, because we, she, she was like four, four, about yeah, four. Yeah, well, we didn't know how old she was, but she yeah. wasn't a, a puppy anymore, for sure. Well, the vet kind of said she was between four and five, I think, at the time. Yeah. Or three and four, I can't remember yeah, exactly. Yeah, three and four was the first number we got. Um, and anyway, we thought, it's not, like, we don't want to change her name at this point, let's just find out what her real name was. So Jenny, um... We asked Jenny, actually, and then she inquired, yeah. So Jenny, uh, spoke to the neighbor of the guy that Coco used to live with, and, um, he was like, oh yeah, I always hear, I hear him always calling Coco, Coco. So I think her name is Coco, so that's the feedback we've got. We're actually looking up now. We started calling her Coco, but she wasn't really responding to that name, which mm. we thought was a bit weird, but we were like, okay, we'll just go with that, it's... Also, we're used to having cats, and we know they don't really respond yeah. to their name. So it's like, well, I don't know. We, we didn't think, think anything of it, really. Yeah. But um, by that time, I think we'd gotten her a little collar with her name on. And, like, on her, like, when we checked her vaccinations, they got new vaccinations. Her name at the vet was Coco. Mm -hmm. So we decided she was Coco for us. Yeah, but then we got uh, feedback from... Uh, 
the neighbor, the from Jenny, our neighbor, from yeah. our neighbor Jenny, who got feedback from the Coco's previous uh, human's uh, neighbor, that no, apparently it was the Coco's the cat's name, <laughs> and that Coco's name before was actually they used to call it Chihuahua. <laughs> yeah, which we wouldn't have kept the name anyway. I don't think <laughs> we would have liked that. But yeah, also it was very clear that she. I mean, it's also the Jack Russell in her. It's very cat-like, but it's very clear in her. Man, like the way she behaves, that she's was raised by cats. <laughs> like they say, yeah. raised by wolves or raised by dogs. She was <laughs> yeah. ra a dog raised by cats. I mean, that's what we think at least. Yeah, she has a lot of uh, cat, like yeah. traits. Yeah, like she grooms herself quite a lot, and uh, the way she sleeps in a little ball, and yeah. I don't know. It's Which probably as like small dogs or yeah. might do, but for us, she's very cat-like in her mm -hmm. ways. Uh, and yeah, we we started to take her to like for beach walks every morning, and like so we took her. Well, we live a little bit too far from the beach to walk there directly, so uh, she was used to getting in the car, and we took her everywhere really. And we noticed that she was like fine in the car. She usually just goes to sleep. I mean, she's not car sick. She's not super happy to be in the car, but also doesn't really struggle with it. So then the first time we went, every time actually since then when we've gone sailing. We actually just decided to take her along just to see if she would be okay with it. And I mean, I can't remember the day sales. She was usually just like, she wasn't super happy, but she wasn't too disturbed by it either, I would say. Or how would you? I think she was a little bit seasick because I remember she was always like very sleepy eyed, like wanted yeah. to be held. And usually went, went to sleep, usually on our lap. She wanted yeah. to be like, if we put her inside and we were outside, she would bark or want to like be with us mm. which she still does but we did decide that she seemed to be okay with sailing mm. that it wasn't like I mean we knew she it wasn't she didn't love it but uh, she also didn't really hate it and also I mean we took we've, we take well up until now we always take her with her with us uh, wherever we go I mean it's rarely that we like when we were still living in our house that we left left her like she's she was always coming with us she was like she's like she's got a by the way instagram which is coco the adventure dog because we she's such an adventure even before we went sailing she was just always went on adventures with us and yeah her personality is also that she all like she loves to go see do new things and and see new places and go for new walks because like if we take her for the same walk like every day for a week She'll get bored actually. You'll see that she just she'll she'll just go for the walk and it's like but she won't be like enjoying it like the one she goes to a new place for the first time, right? Yeah. And yeah, she's got a very uh, adventurous personality, I think. Hey. She does, yeah. Yeah. So we wanted to take her. I mean, so we decided then that like we wanted to take her with us sailing, and we also s saw. I mean. As far as we can tell her what she feels that she like she will she will like the same as with driving she'll if we go for a went for a drive anywhere she would always want to go with us even though even if only one of us was going and one of us was staying behind she wanted to go with in the car because she'd rather go on an adventure than stay behind even though she didn't love driving she like just wanted the adventure and she wanted to, on the other side and want to be with us right yeah I think that's accurate Definitely, yeah. Yeah. So, um, when we then decided to move onto the boat, she moved onto the boat with us. 
it was back in uh, Hard Bay. Um, and uh, it was actually really nice for her because the beach is like not very f it's like walking distance from from the marina so every morning we would take her for a walk because now obviously she didn't have a, a garden or anywhere to wee or poo so we would have to take her for i mean we did, did take her for daily walks before that but now it was like like yeah we, we needed to do it just so she could do her, her business and uh after like after she'd done the walk a few times she'd actually if she had had enough of the walk on the beach, she would actually just turn back and start walking back to the boat and back to the marina. So everyone there on the like in between the the where the yacht club is and the beach would know her because she would always walk there. And like usually on the way back, she would walk in front of us. And also when we go for beach walks in on the beaches in Cape Town, there's a lot of kelp, so there's always pieces of kelp like which is a big like thick seaweed. But they would usually, when they wash up, they break into smaller pieces. So she would find like a piece of dried kelp that was like small enough for her to carry. And once she found her kelp, she would just basically turn back and just like go straight back to the boat. And like sometimes when we wouldn't keep up with her or to the car, you mean? No, to oh, the boat. Sorry, when sorry. We're living in Hartley. Oh, yes, okay. um, she would just and she would often be like like 50 meters or more in front of us. And she would actually wait for us at the boat. Also, we had we had a little net made on the around the boat, so she wouldn't fall off when we were sailing. And then on the side, which was next to the uh, mooring, we opened it up so she could jump in and out. So often she'd actually already be on the boat by the time we got back. Hey? Yeah, in except for day. one time when yeah. <laughs> one time we we wanted to go to the little coffee shop there on the other side of the beach front um, in Hard Bay. And like less than halfway through, Coco decides she's found a piece of kelp and she's ready to go back. But we wanted to still get the coffee at the coffee shop, so we're very like we, naughty parents. We well, also it's a, it's a test of will oh, between yes, yeah. her being very stubborn and us also sometimes just thinking like, well, she's our child, she has to listen to us. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, there's no amount of calling her back that would have got, got her to come the, back. The, she just completely ignores you, no, and every well, time you look at her, she runs away. Yeah, she 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 starts to walk back. Up to the point where she can barely see you, and then she'll just be st sitting there, walk, looking at you, yeah. waiting for you to come. But she won't come closer to you. And as soon as you turn towards her, or even take one step, she'll just continue. So it's like, yeah, like Kay was saying, like she's not like when she's decided this, she doesn't want to come back, which we kind of knew. But we were like, no, we want to have our coffee. That's like that's what's in those walk for us. So we decided we'll just continue, continue, go for a coffee. Yeah. Obviously, feeling a bit guilty and just rushing her coffee and then walking back but by this time she's been on her own for at least 15 minutes i think yeah so we know we know from experience that she's just gets back to to the yacht club there's like a gate there but she's so small that she just walks through the gate and she just walks she up knows the, up the steps onto the <laughs> yeah and everyone there also knows her so they're walking there and she knows like hi oh, it's coco coming back from a walk and usually we're a little bit behind and then usually, as we said, she'll jump back onto the boat and wait in the cockpit for us. Mm. Except but, this time. <laughs> yeah, well, also, we have to say, like, our, I think both of us were a bit worried because there's always, obviously, the risk of a dog falling in the water and you don't, I mean, yeah. no one's there to take her out. Like, so we were a little bit worried, but we also just, like, I guess, yeah, we wanted to just enjoy our thing. Mm. 
Carry try on. to tell the rest yeah. of the story. Yeah. So when we get back, we actually see um, some people, uh, two parents with a kid walking past the boat, and the kid is like looking at the boat, and is like, oh, Coco must be there somewhere. And he's like getting, I mean, asking, like kind of talking to his parents to should like intervene, but we couldn't see what was happening. So we get around the boat, and we see Coco, who is like, completely <laughs> entangled in the net so what had happened she tried to jump onto the boat she jumped onto the like the, the boat but like the, the net was in the way so she tried she can kind of fit like it's the net is too small for her to fit through but somehow she managed to get her head through it which is like she, when you look at the size of the net you think that's impossible and then obviously she got completely entangled i think she even got her head there one of her legs through one of the holes so she was like <laughs> completely entangled in the net couldn't get like back or forth there was no way she would get it she was like a fish caught in yeah. a, a fishing she, net there was like, no way she would get through the net but she also couldn't get out of it anymore so i don't know how much longer she'd been there she was like as always like completely she wasn't barking or anything or she just she was just so determined that she was going to do what she wanted to do and now we struggled a little bit to get her out of the net but like and we did feel pretty bad about that but it was it's a funny story and just shows how like yeah how adventurous and how strong-willed she strong is spirited, yeah. Yeah. so um we wanted to speak about sailing with the dog yeah ac the actual with the dog. sailing with yeah. the dog yeah so um I don't know. I mean, the first, I think the first uh, struggle that we had was getting Coco to wee and poo on the boat because mm. obviously she's been trained not to wee and poo in, in the house mm. and this was her home. So she had like a strong, really strong um, conditioning about not doing that. So that was the first hurdle I think we had to overcome. Mm. Um, so we, we bought, yeah. yeah, we did look it up like yeah. on YouTube and find other people how they do it. And everyone said it like from all the. It is hard. It's like it's hard to get a dog to wee on on a, a boat because like it goes against their nature or what they've been taught. And like even yeah, like all dogs, most dogs have been like trained not to not to wee where they live. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, so what yeah. we what we did was we found a fake grass mat, um, which you can buy actually. They made made for animals for inside for dogs for inside the house. So it's a, a fake grass mat cut into a little rectangle that has a tray underneath it to capture the wee. Um, so we first tried with that, uh, keeping it inside so that she could go there wherever she wants to. But she it took some time to actually use that. Right, she still was she insisting had, on being off the boat to wee and poo. Yeah. She would hold it in until until we got to the beach or I whatever. Think, yeah, because I would. I think we tried for a while mm. just while we were still living on the boat, but then on the dock to get her to. Yeah. Because we thought like we don't want to go through this when we're already on a passage, yeah, which is true. already hard enough. You mean on the deck or on the dock? Uh, on the, when we were living on the boat, but yeah. like yeah, we. I think I can't remember if we put the straight and inside or. I think on we the tried a few things. I think we tried inside. That didn't work. Then I think we tried outside on the deck. That mm. didn't work. Then we tried next to the boat, so on the dock oh, itself. Yeah. Um, then I, I can't. I, I, yeah, we tried to when she was already weeing, taking the mat with us. Yeah, I'm putting and it just underneath. Putting it under, That's but, true. So that she yeah. at least it had the smell of wee on her. We also started to give her treats every time she weed and actually talk to her like make a wee wee, make a poo, yeah. and then give her like. We also you also weed on the grass patch to try and. That's <laughs> also something I, we saw somewhere on YouTube. It's like okay, well. <laughs> Let me just try that, and she just looked at me as if like, <laughs> no. I mean, the dog, like, just what's happening here? This is like, 
So yeah, we tried a lot of things, but we were not successful, and it was already quite stressful. And then we did the first like overnight passage, which we did like 24-hour passages to the west coast, uh, yeah. trying to get her to to use a tent, which she also didn't do. Yeah, I think eventually it just happened out of like desperation that she. I think it only really happened when we did our first multi-day passage, because I think when we just went to the west coast. As soon as we got there, yeah. like when it was 24 hours, she didn't wee or poop for 24 hours. As yeah. soon as we got there, obviously, she went when we took her for a walk. And then the places where we anchored, we just took her to the beach once a day where we where we could. So we we never got her to wee on on the boats until we actually left for which was meant to be for Saint Helena, but turned out to be for Ludwitz. And then I think it took about two or three days mm. before she actually finally did out of pure desperation. And I think that was that on the deck or was that inside? No, I can't it was remember. Inside. Yeah, because yeah. it was too r rough to be even outside. Mm. And she just felt so bad about it. She was would look with those like eyes of like shame, like holding her head down. She's like, I'm the terrible thing. Don't be mad at me. Shame. Hey. But yeah, no, so now, well, after, like, I guess the biggest passage we did is the one from from uh, Walvis Bay to, to here. And then eventually we found, I mean, we found that inside the first few days it was too rough to, for even for us to go outside until, unless we really needed to. So we just made her wee inside and eventually, when she was desperate enough, she did wee in, yeah. in here. And uh, she we usually weed on the little grass carpet, but then... Sometimes she would put on a little mat here. Little, yeah. Like we've got a little mat we put down, mm -hmm. and we just made sure she knew it was okay. Yeah. Um, and now, yeah, since we've been here in Saint Helena, she hasn't been allowed off the boat, so now it's just. Yeah, I think it was kind of like it's been, you know, like a, we've had to train ourselves and train Coco at the same time because, like, not knowing how to deal with dogs before, mm. not, I mean, and not having a dog from a puppy. We basically had to learn how to like create positive feedback for her, mm. and be very consistent with that feedback so that she, she's she knows that if I do this, I get a treat. Mm. Um, so we had to learn how to do that too. Mm. Um, and now she quite happily will go outside uh, on her mat. We've left the mat on the, the mat, yeah. on the deck. Um, she'll happily go there if that's like if she's not happy with that, she'll be somewhere else on the deck. She. Is, has seemed to make our our mooring lines uh, her poop pad. Poop, poop yeah, so we, we put, because we're on a swing mooring, we've got like a whole bunch of anchor line on the front of the deck, and she loves to go sit on there and, yeah, and have do, a her, do her business there, which is. We, we don't uh, mind uh, because, like, we we don't mind where she poos or wheeze because we went through that, that whole process of trying to get her to wee and poo and being quite stressed out that she was making herself ill yeah. by not weeing and pooing for so many days. So we're happy with her doing it wherever she likes. She has taken a liking to the little runner carpet thing that yeah, we put down inside one as well. One of favorite spot of hers, which is like kind of in the middle of the boat, which is at least now when she does wee inside, which sometimes... So we, we we can usually tell from her body language when mm. she needs to wee, and usually we can, and also we know if she hasn't weed that day, so we put her outside, but now, for instance, the last few days when it's been very rainy and wet, and then we put her outside and she just doesn't want to 
go. Even if we physically put her on the grass mat, she'll just run back. She doesn't like the, the rain, so... Yeah, she's yeah. just once... And then it happens that we try to make her wee outside, and eventually she'll wee inside the boat. It actually happened this morning. Yeah. <laughs> like, I literally put her outside to have a wee, and she turned around and came straight to the door. I didn't go in... I didn't go with her, though. She, so I thought, okay, but if she doesn't need to wee, I put her down, and she literally made a wee on it's the right carpet there. straight away. So... I mean, I was a bit frustrated because I just had copper cleaned, but it's it's fine. Yeah. It's not a big deal. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, yeah, that was the biggest hurdle. hurdle. Yeah. The other part of it is just, I mean, we've heard from people who sail with children or small, especially small children, the other thing is keeping your child mm. <laughs> safe. safe or also making sure you, you they feel safe and you feel safe with where they are, especially mm. when the weather is quite rough. So... Usually, I mean, it depends on which passage. So when we're sitting outside, she will just have her sit with us, and we might make a little nest for her where she's safe. She has a little um, life vest, yeah. But and we sometimes put put it on, but she really she hardly can move with it because it's quite um, stiff. And she yeah. has a harness though, so so like a little yeah harness like in, instead of just um, a necklace. I don't necklace, know what else to call it. Yeah. yeah. A leash, yeah. Yeah. Um, she has a full body harness, so yeah. we can just strap her in, and then we don't have to worry too much about her. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're still worried of her flying around and hitting her, like hurting herself or something. But at least then we know she's not going to go overboard. Yeah. The funny but thing is that I think on the way from Volvis Bay to here, she didn't really want to be outside, from what I remember. Yeah. Cause and it was, it was also, yeah, it was yeah. quite rough. And so we just put up our lee class. Yeah. Which keeps and and keep put her in a bed so she can't fly around. Maybe we should explain for people who don't Even know sailing. So yeah. when we sleep in during passage, which is when the boat is rocking a lot, we sleep in the um, in a city, which is like just a, uh, basically a couch. The galley, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a galley. What is this yeah. called? This is the a saloon. saloon. Yeah. Which is basically where we have a t- table and we got like Chairs. A, a ben- benches yeah. on each side, but with the benches big enough to sleep on. Sleep on. And then we've got a, um, a cloth, like a piece of fabric, that's tied uh, to close off that the that city, the place you sit, so that if, if the boat rocks, you're not going to fly out of yeah. out of uh, your bed. Yeah, it's to keep you inside bed. your bed, yeah. yeah. Which is very important while you're under passage, because otherwise you just you, you, know, you can't sleep. Yeah. So she's quite happy to sit in her little bed, uh, sleep with us on our side, and if we are outside, also just to stay there. Um, because she's got the protection of the lead class. Yeah, and um, from where she usually sleeps, she can actually see us outside. Because I think when she doesn't see us, the other thing, yeah, actually even when we're n- not oh, yeah. on the way, like when one of us goes outside, goes towards like the companionway to go outside, then she'll often start barking, especially if the boat's like rocking a lot. Mm-hmm. If she's already a bit stressed, she'll get very upset. And when we were outside and... Earlier, when the weather was still nicer, we would go swimming. Every time one of us would go swimming, or even like go near the side of the boat, and would, she would be afraid that we were going to jump off, she would start barking. And as long as we were in the water, she would be barking and barking. Because also the other thing you need to know about her, she hates water. We've been trying to get her to swim, and at some point when we took her in um, Namibia to shore in our dinghy, she loved to sit. It's like an inflatable dinghy, so it has like the rubber... How do you describe it? Like the sides of the the boat are inflatable, so mm. she would go sit on there, like right next to the water, and we'd just like, okay, well, let her do her thing. 
And obviously, inevitably, the frequency happening from as soon as she wanted to do that, she fell off. But luckily, when we weren't going fast, and we turned back straight away. So she can swim. She swam back to the boat, but she just hates it. She hates water. So every time we go near or in the water, she actually will bark. So the other thing we noticed is like she needs to see that we are fine, and especially when it gets stressful, when there's like the weather's a bit rough, or she notices like things aren't like very secure, she'll get very stressed. She picks up on the vibes very quickly. Yeah, or she'll just if there's loud noises, which I mean stressful for us too, which is normal. So usually we just keep her close to us. We do have um, seasickness tablets that we got from our vet back in South Africa. Yeah, these work quite well. Um, for a small dog like her, she's about five kilograms. She only has to have a quarter of a tablet. Twice um, a day. Twice a day. And it's called um, metachlopramide. Metachlopramide, rather. Yeah, but yeah, I think you should just ask your vet if you're planning yeah. to take... Also cats, actually. Yeah. Because we've heard other people have cats, and cats also... Get seasick. Get seasick. Yeah. Not all of them, but often they do. I think cats probably even more, because... This sense of um, what do you call it? Um, the balance is, is yeah. much stronger, so I think they get seasick even more easily. The thing is, also, when Coco gets seasick, she's, she's never puked when she's seasick. She has puked when she ate terrible things she picked up at the uh, Hard Bay Harbor, but when she got sick. But she's n- we've never she's never puked like we do when we get seasick. We can just see how she behaves that she's not feeling well. Yeah. Um, another medicine. That you'd have to check with your vet, but our vet didn't. Uh, well, not our. Yeah, our vet didn't recommend it as such. But I have used it because I've I got the the advice from other animal uh, keepers and mm-hmm. pet owners. Um, at, at one point on our trip somewhere along the way, I don't even know which one. Um, Coco became quite stressed out. Like her, she was panting. Mm. A lot more uh, than usual. Her eyes were like wide open. You know, you could just tell that she's like freaking she out. Stressed, yeah. um, and we just used some rescue remedy. We were told to just put a little bit in your hand and, and rub it on the ears, and that works like within really less than five minutes. She yeah, was completely relaxed. Like in, in, within a minute, she's like she will yeah. just usually go to sleep. Actually, the same with the seasickness. Oh, yeah. It does seem to make her sleepy, which yeah. is usually. A good good. Thing. But yeah. sometimes it's just if you just give her the seasickness tablet, she'll be sleepy, but you'll still see she's like she's very quiet, but she can still see that she's quite stressed. So we sometimes yeah. give her um, that uh, remedy. Yeah. Um, at some point, I remember I accidentally gave her a half a tablet instead of a quarter tablet, and like knocked her out completely. Like she was sleeping for hours. Um, I felt like a bit of a bad mom, but <laughs> it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> it, was, it was a mistake. Um, we, we checked with the vet afterwards, and it isn't really dangerous. I mean, you obviously can't overdose them too much, but like the dosage we gave wasn't dangerous, wasn't yeah. dangerous yeah. or harmful to her. It's just not not recommended. Good. So that's yeah, it covers quite a bit. Um, so the other thing that we wanted to maybe mention is that I think is very worth talking about is that Coco isn't allowed to go on shore and won't be allowed to go on shore in some places. Like here, St. Helena, which, yeah. uh, I mean, if you listen to a few episodes ago when we were planning to fly back to South Africa and then weren't able to, it was all, not because of Coco, it's definitely not her fault, it's because of 
stupid regulations and and but not only for uh, here but also for South Africa. Yeah, yeah. The, the regulations aren't clear, and like it's traveling with with dogs is very difficult. Apparently, it's a bit easier with cats, yeah. strangely enough. Yeah, it is. Um, but with dogs, it's like a lot of countries are very. I mean, we we knew she had to get all her vaccinations and her rabies test and her rabies vaccination up to date, and uh, we had her checked with our vet checked her, then had the um, filled in a form which had to go to the state fed, and the state fed had to like then confirm. So we had all the paperwork we needed. We actually checked was mainly for Brazil, um, but even with that, like some countries. Like some places, especially like smaller islands, and I think especially the ones that are either UK dependencies or still have a strong link with the UK, they just won't allow dogs on. I mean, Australia is the same thing, like, which is just something to take into account. We actually planned our, our sailing according. Well, we weren't planning to stay that long in Saint Helena because of that, and then, well, things just happened. Happened. Yeah. So it is something to be mindful because uh, you don't think it's going to really be stressful for you, yeah. but it actually ends up being stressful for Very you stressful as well as for the doggy. Yeah. Well, I suppose cats are a bit different, but um, it is something to be aware of that yeah. that it can be quite stressful when you care about a, a creature and that cre and you know that that creature's yeah. happiness is being like. Yeah. And also, like I mean, we we thought like well, we'll just not stay long in places where she's not allowed off the boat, and we decide to stay longer and. We noticed that even though she doesn't love being stuck on the boat, mm. especially because she's, I mean, we don't ever go for very long off the boat without her, but still, like, she's she's here by herself for for longer than she's used to. But she, she did get used to that. It wasn't yeah. as bad as we thought it would yeah. be. But I guess it became very stressful now that we then unplanned, wanted to fly out of here, and then it was impossible because... Mm. She's not allowed off the boat, so it's not even like we can find someone to take care of her on land, because that's not allowed. Uh, she can't fly with us. We also can't leave her by herself on the boat, obviously. And like, uh, like it wouldn't. I mean, it would have been impossible to find someone to take care of her here on the boat. I mean, maybe it wasn't impossible, but it would have been impossible for us. And like, yeah, so it does complicate things, especially when things don't go as planned, which when you're sailing. There's it's often, often, case, often yeah. things that you, you plan to do differently and then just because of whatever reason, things turn out to be different. Yeah. So, yeah. So we've tried to um, make up for the time that Coco's not having on land now by giving her lots of treats and lots of cuddles yeah. and lots of playtime. Um, so being more active in her yeah. in her be well-being, I yeah, guess. And, and yeah, and playing with her more. And like also when when the weather is nice enough, when we sit outside, make sure she's outside. Get some outside. sun. And sometimes yeah. actually when the weather is nice, she'll actually love to sit outside by herself when we come back inside because she wants to come inside. She'll just poke her head in, and we know mm. she wants to come inside. But sometimes she just loves to lie in the sun, mm. which is very cat-like behavior. Yeah. So yeah, I guess the I think maybe the moral of that story is like it was probably more stress. We were probably creating more stress and and be yeah. by, by being an anxious about the whole thing, yeah. um, which she could we, obviously pick up on the bars. Yeah, but once we relaxed, yeah. she relaxed and it was actually yeah. okay. Yeah. That's why we we were able to stay longer than than the week or two weeks yeah. we were first planning to. And I think also the nice thing that well thing that she has enjoyed is if we get invited to another boat, she's enjoyed yeah, going to other people's boats and like just like getting new smells and yeah. it's basically like being in a new place for her and so. then other people playing with her or yeah. cuddling her yeah 
Uh, yeah, so that's been nice. She had one play date on another boat with another dog. Really lovely dog, like a big dog, but like... I think it's a child. Is it a child? I don't know. what. I think, I it think it's those dogs that have got like lots of skin when they're puppies and then uh, they grow into their skin. I don't know. I'm not sure if it's a child or something yeah. else. But um, anyway, that was quite nice. It was <laughs> such a sweet dog, the yeah. other one. It was like Peppy. five times her size, yeah. but he, he was very careful with her, the way they played. Gentle, but he yeah. wasn't that gentle that he didn't want to interact with her, but mm. he was like, yeah. And Coco is very particular with other dogs. She usually doesn't like other dogs, so it was actually nice to see mm. them interact and the, the, the other dog's behavior was actually exactly the kind of behavior that she's okay with. Yeah. And Peppy's dad gave Coco a toy. Oh, yeah. Mr. Scrubs. Mr. Scrubs that Coco loves to chew. And yeah. um, on Shinomiya, Susan gave Coco some healthy treats, yeah. um, healthy biscuits. Which is still... We're still breaking down because they're so big. Yeah. <laughs> so she's still really eating those. So she does get some interaction with other people, which is quite... Yeah. Which I think she really enjoys. Um, oh, we spoke a bit about making Coco safe. I don't know if there's anything else. Uh, yeah, I mean, what we've noticed, so when we're in the passage, since it's just... A well, we one of us is always awake and the other one is usually asleep because we do like, yeah, whenever you're not on watch, you're usually just sleeping in uh, the city with the lee cloths, mm -hmm. which is also where uh, Coco sleeps. So usually, most of the time, actually during passage, there's someone there with her. Mm -hmm. Sometimes she wants to cuddle with you, sometimes she'll just lie at your feet and we just want to have her own space. And once in a while, she'll actually go to want to go to the other side and sleep by herself. But mm -hmm. uh, we, we've noticed if... If we're like there with her and she has one of us like to comfort her or to be close to then it usually she's usually fine mm. I think uh, she's very like yeah very cuddly in that regard that when she's not feeling well or she's feeling unsafe she'll just need to be cuddled and which also works really well for us I think I mean with all the stress we've had now trying to fly and not being able to well we would have probably been able to if we just give it gave it more time and we were We'd only booked the flight once we got the confirmation, but by, we just gotten so sick and tired of waiting that we just decided to keep sailing and not fly back. Um, but even with all that and all this, the extra stress it gave, I think, I mean, I, I don't think we regret taking her with us. No, I mean, I think it's the same for most pet owners, like your pets become an extension yeah. of your family, or they become your yeah. family, which has happened a lot with Coco. Our cats were very much part of our family, yeah, and it was so hard to leave them behind. But we made sure that somebody was there to take care of them, yeah. and that they were in their own home space, that they weren't yeah, moved to some other place. Which yeah. we, we just made a decision, which I think is, which we thought was best for our cats, mm. that they would be happier staying where they are and having someone take care of them than trying to uproot them. And I mean, the other option would have been for us to wait mm. to go sailing till all of them passed away, which actually out of the three to have passed away. Mm one before we left uh, and and one while we were away mm -hmm. um, but yeah we decided that was not the right thing but I guess yeah it's like that's the considerations mm -hmm. but yeah about Coco I think I mean I think she's I mean she's got her days when she's a little bit off days or she's not feeling too happy but most of the time she seems to be happy that she's just with us mm -hmm. and uh, we are very happy that she's with us mm -hmm. so I think it was for us the right decision I mean, we wouldn't say that like going, like cutting our sailing short, well, sailing short, like instead of sailing for many years, now heading back to Cape Town is because of her, but it did play a little bit of a role in the decision. I mean, it was a decision we made for ourselves, mm. but it's also like, it'll be nice for her to, for Coco to be 
back on land and just be able to go for regular walks and just run around. Yeah. So we believe that she might be allowed on shore in Brazil, but um, that's still to be determined when we arrive. We never know how it's going to be. Yeah. But um, we did get prepare all the paperwork. The thing yeah. was, paperwork was valid for two months and we left South Africa six like months later. seven months, yeah. eight, eight months yeah. later. So it's yeah. like, it's not valid anymore, but we're hoping that just because it is a official stamped document from the state that that will be enough to get their own land. And I think also, yeah, if it's, I mean, on islands, it's always more difficult because, yeah, it's understandable mm -hmm. that they don't want to get diseases that dogs might bring. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Brazil might be a bit easier. We hope so, yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't think there's anything else. No, I think that's yeah. all of it. Eh? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe as now having the experience of living on a boat with a dog and sailing with her, it's like it probably will be more difficult and stressful than you think. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, if like it shouldn't stop you from going sailing. I mean, it's also obviously depends on you and on your dog and how everything works. But I think for us, it has worked out, mm -hmm. even though it's been stressful and sometimes difficult. It, it has been nice to have her with us hey definitely yeah so yeah i guess that's our takeaway for you if you're trying to thinking about going sailing with your dog and yeah i think definitely go take take your dog on day sales because if it turns out they're completely miserable all the time like yeah then it probably will be too stressful for you mm. so i think that's why we decided that we could do it because we knew she she would she was okay with it hey yeah um so yeah that was um yeah sorry that was the vhf radio um i think that's all we had to say on that topic eh? yes i think maybe by the end of the when we get back home we might have more to say on the topic yeah. but uh we don't know what how it's going to be until afterwards so we'll, we'll yeah. definitely update this podcast we'll do another one once we get back home yeah. yeah uh so thanks so much for listening yeah sorry for the vhf radio <laughs> see rescue base in the background um but yeah that's it for us from this episode of our podcast and yeah we'll see till the next one thanks for listening bye, bye.